Welcome back to Mind Your Own Motherhood Monday, where every Monday I upload a brand new podcast. My name is Kayla, and you can find this podcast on anywhere you find podcasts. Today is a very special episode. Today, as you guys are listening to this, it will have been two years that I found out that I was pregnant with my son. So I'm actually going to be talking about his entire trying to conceive journey, aka TTC journey. Um, I'm going to be saying TTC a lot in this. So that acronym starts for, stands for trying to conceive. Um, if you are in the TTC community, you know that that's like one of the words that you know. <laughs> but today I'm just going to be talking about his trying to conceive and how difficult it was. Um, if you guys didn't know, uh, our story is crazy. And so I am going to go over all of that today from the very, very, very beginning. So Brayden and I were together for six months before we got pregnant with our daughter, Victoria, and we tried for her and it only took about two months to conceive. Um, we found out we were pregnant in January of 2017, which is so crazy. She's going to be four this year. It's wild. Um, but then when she was about nine months old, my husband came up to me and said, like, I want to start trying again. Like, I can't wait to have another baby with you. And we chalked it out and we decided that we wanted to start trying. So in May of 2018, I decided to go get my IUD out and I went to the doctor, got my IUD out and it was time to start trying. And that very first month was really hard for me. Um, so we started trying in May of 2018 and the very first month we actually conceived and I had a very, very, very early miscarriage. Like I wasn't even four weeks along. Um, and that was Jan June 8th of 2018. So it's so crazy because I found out I was I, I was pregnant with my son on June 7th of 2019, and then I had my miscarriage on June 8th of 2018, so exactly one year. Um, anyway, and that was, like, really hard for me, and if you guys didn't follow me back then, I have been on YouTube for three and a half years. I am now an ex-YouTube mom. I no longer post on YouTube, and I never plan to again. Uh, it was, it's a really rough journey anyway. So we started trying, had our miscarriage, and then after the miscarriage was over, it was just a lot of heartbreak, and I was very fearful the entire time of getting pregnant and not keeping the baby. I thought that my body just couldn't do it. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through because, because it was just, I can't even like talk about it without crying to be honest. Um, it was, I felt like my body had failed me. I felt like my body had failed my baby and it's hard going through a miscarriage. It's hard going through a loss. And so anyway, um, before I start crying about that, uh, I actually talk about it more over on my Instagram because it's a lot easier to write out my feelings than it is to talk about them. That's like one of my issues. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
So moving on, the beginning of September, I actually got a false positive. So this was, let's see, June, July, August, September. So that was the fourth month of trying. Um, actually, it was the third month of trying. So if you guys remember back, it only took two months to conceive my daughter. I thought at the very beginning of trying to conceive, like it's not going to happen on the first month. It's probably not going to happen on the second month, but it'll for sure happen on the third or fourth. So the third rolls around and I got a false positive on a test, but I didn't know it was false positive until I took the second test two days later and went online to see the reviews of this test. And it was very well known that this test causes false positives, like it gives false positives. Um, it looks exactly like a first response test. And so I thought that it was going to be a-okay and it, it just wasn't. So I did get two false positives. Um, and when I got that first false positive, I 100% counted it as a positive because I had no idea that it was just the test. I thought for sure I'm pregnant. So two days later, I go to take another test and positive again, but it wasn't darker it at all. Like it was the same exact amount of darkness, but 100% you could see it. I hadn't told my husband at this time because with him, he has to have like a bold positive to see it. He's very blind and honestly doesn't believe it. So uh, I know a ton of my friends have husbands like that as well. But like for him, he has to have like a 100% positive, like you can see it positive. And he obviously doesn't have line eyes like I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, on both tests, I got positives. And that was really hard because I didn't know if it was the test or if I was having another chemical pregnancy. Like I had no idea if it was that or what it was. So I went online and literally every single review I looked at was like, yeah, this is a horrible test. So anyway, I cry my eyes out and it was like a really hard pill to swallow that I wasn't actually pregnant and then it was just the test itself. Um, it was probably one of the hardest things and every single time I see someone taking that same test, I, I literally cringe because I know that it's, it gives false hope and false positives and whether you're trying or not, it's truly the worst test ever. Anyway, moving on. So that entire month goes by, I ovulate and the month of September. So I had taken those false positives the beginning of September and started my period. And then the middle of September, I ovulate on both ovaries. Now, if you guys don't know, I can fill my ovulation. I have endometriosis, which causes very, very, very painful ovulation. So it's honestly truly like period cramps. A lot of people think that that's just weird. Um, but my ovaries feel like they're the size of baseballs. Um, it's, it's very, very painful to have endometriosis. So anyway, the month of September, I ovulated twice on 
ones on both ovaries at the same time. And it's so crazy because I actually took a ovulation test when I was ovulating both of those eggs. And the test was significantly darker than any other test I've ever taken with ovulation. If you didn't know how to take an ovulation test, the line, the control line, obviously, and then the test line has to be darker than the control line or as dark. This literally took away from the control line. It took the dye away from the control line. So I was very hyperovulating that month. And that's not uncommon. Actually, my mom is a twin, um, but unfortunately the other baby did not make it. Um, so we have hyperovulation run in our family, so it's not very uncommon for us, but I thought 100% that month was going to be the month. And the end of September comes, it's time to take a test, and I, I can't even explain to you the heartbreak that came along with that test. That was probably one of the hardest months I've ever really had in my entire life because I was like, even if both of them don't stick and both of them don't fertilize, like maybe one will, maybe one will. And I was holding on to this hope that maybe one will. And it was the biggest heartbreak ever when I saw that negative test. I felt like I was being betrayed by my body. Um, I was, I felt like God didn't want us having another baby. And if you guys saw when I posted that on YouTube a couple years ago, I actually posted my entire TTC journey over there and I was bawling my eyes out. I felt like, felt like I, it was just not going to happen. It was never going to happen. I was starting to lose hope. Like, almost immediately. So that was our fourth month of trying. And after that month, I really stopped believing that it would happen and I started guarding my heart. Um, so it was just, it was truly one of the hardest months ever. October rolls around and I'm still kind of like mourning that loss. And I think it's kind of weird that people don't, don't classify TTC as like a loss, obviously, if you haven't lost a baby, but that month, 100%, like I lost the, the hope that I had. And that was what I was mourning. I was mourning the hope and believing that it would happen. Um, so October rolls around. It's obviously comes back negative month after month after month. So this is the fifth month. Now moving on to November, this was our sixth month. Um, at this time, I was actually feeling like I needed to call my doctor. Now I do have endometriosis and usually that's like a reason to call your doctor. But if you have ever been in the endometriosis community, you know how... Um, not believed we are. And so I actually called my doctor and I was like, Hey, so we've been trying for six months. It's not working. And they said, okay, come back in another six months. So my doctor wouldn't have even helped me at all, even though a lot of other doctors actually 
will take you at the six month mark. So it was just one of the hardest months. So November rolls around and obviously going on from September, I stopped believing that it would happen. So November, I decided not to test at all. I wasn't taking ovulation tests. I wasn't doing all of the tracking, tracking my temperature and um, ovulation and doing all of those things that you do when you're trying to conceive. And I decided to not do it for that month. So, um, I don't feel myself ovulate that month. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. So I take an ovulation test, even though I said I wasn't going to, and it comes back negative. Now, I think this is really weird. So I take another test a couple days later. No sign of my ovulation at all. I actually call my doctor back up and I say, hey, I am not ovulating. What is going on? And if you guys remember me saying I had hyperovulated, so she says that hyperovulation can actually take away from the next month. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, um, but that was literally what the nurse told me. So that was what the nurse told me. And it was really hard because obviously that month was a dud. You know, we didn't even have a chance that month. We were on our sixth month of trying and that month was just not even going to happen at all. Like there was no, no chance whatsoever. And if it was, it was probably like the 1% chance, maybe 0.1% chance that I would even get pregnant that month because obviously there was no ovulation at all. Um, I did, however, start my period, I want to say on time, if not on time, it was a couple days late, probably because of the stress that I was feeling that month, because it was just so hard feeling like nothing I did really mattered in that, in that department, you know? Um, anyway, so obviously November was our sixth month and it was not successful because I didn't even ovulate that month. So going on to December, um, this month was really a hard decision for me. So I wanted a change for 2019. I wanted a change for the very beginning of the year. And with my daughter, I had this, I guess you could say theory that birth control gets me pregnant. Um, now, if you guys didn't know, I'm actually going to go into a whole separate video or a whole separate podcast on trying to conceive with her and finding out I was pregnant with her and all of her pregnancy and everything like that. So stay tuned for that. But, um, I decided to get on birth control the beginning of January and December was obviously a failed month as well. I didn't get pregnant, but we were still trying and we were still doing everything that we were doing. And I had decided to get on birth control pills um, because when I got pregnant with my daughter, we had obviously started trying two months before and I was on the birth control pills. And my ovulation was very, very painful, but I just have like this 
theory that birth control gets me pregnant after two months. And so I was going to get on it in January and get off of it in March, just so my body could have a little bit of a break. But here's how it really happened. So in January, I was not consistent with my birth control pills at all because I think of the what ifs, like the what if this is our month, like what if January is the month that I get pregnant and it was really hard for me to swallow that pill that like, okay, we're not trying this month. I didn't want to give up and so I was very lenient on my pills um, obviously we were doing it to try and conceive. So then fast forward, don't get pregnant that month. January, not successful as well. So that was my eighth month of trying. Um, and fast forward to February, February, I was on birth control. That entire month I was on birth control, not doing anything, obviously giving my body a break. The beginning of March rolls around and I start having weird symptoms, um, like very, very, very weird symptoms. And I start having like pains and aches and I have no idea what this is about. So I just keep going on, but I want to also clarify this that all while I was on birth control, um, I started having like the crazy symptoms that come with being on a hormonal birth control. The crazy symptoms being that I felt crazy. I felt like I was going insane. Like I, if you have never been on birth control and have never like felt these symptoms, um, my moods were out of whack they were just, they were crazy. And I decided in March that I was going to get off of them. Obviously we weren't trying at this time. We wanted to give ourselves a break. We were going to get off of them at the, the end of March anyway. And so I'm like, I'm going to get off of them early. And then the end of March rolls around and one night tuck my daughter in bed. I have dinner and Four hours after having dinner, um, actually, I think it was lunch. Anyway, it was like, I think it was like a late lunch. So four hours later, I start having this insane pain under my ribs. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, it was excruciating. I was screaming. I was crying. Brayden didn't know what to do. He's my husband, if you guys didn't know. He didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. So I just let it kind of try and get over this pain. I had no idea what it was about. And it's kind of scary to think about because like, okay, so now that I'm having this feeling, I go to the emergency room and we wake our daughter up, go to the emergency room and we sit there and sit there and we're there for about two hours. Come to find out this is my gallbladder. My gallbladder was having an attack. I had a gallbladder attack that had, I have stones 
and bile and it was not a good mixture <laughs> at all. So after going to the emergency room that night, I go to have an ultrasound the next day and come to find out, yes, I do have gallstones and I, I was told by the doctor that I need surgery. Now being told that, I was petrified. I had never had surgery in my entire life. I was terrified of surgery. I was terrified of anesthesia. Like that was the main thing that I was like, I was just terrified. So being told that you need surgery is one of the most horrifying things ever. And obviously we were supposed to start trying again. So after that happens, we decide okay, we're not actually going to start trying again. We're actually going to take an entire year off. We weren't going to start trying until January of 2020. <laughs> Let's all have a little laugh there because you'll see why in just a second. So obviously I'm off of birth control and I'm told I needed surgery and I have this planned out that in January or in July, I am going to get this surgery and to have this surgery, you cannot be pregnant. So obviously. <laughs> so then we're, I'm not on birth control. Um, and so we were doing the pullout method. Now we were also doing the natural family planning method, which is also where you don't have sex around the time that you're ovulating. Uh, like at all. So we were very good about this. So May comes around. April, we're, we're good. We're clear. May comes around. I have my period and I'm starting looking for my ovulation and I have an app on my phone that tells me exactly when my period is supposed to be due and I get an alert saying, you're supposed to be ovulating. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So what's going on? So my entire fertile window comes and goes. If you guys didn't know, your fertile window is about a week, a week spread of time. Um, you can get pregnant before and after ovulation. So it's just like this whole fertile window that you can get pregnant in. So five days after my fertile window ends, I'm like, well, I think I'm just having another one of those months where I just don't ovulate, you know? No, 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 no. God had other fucking plans because five days after, I'm like, I think we're just good. We're good to go. Um... No, do not do this. It is very bad. <laughs> I was not taking tests at this time. I had actually ran out of my tests and obviously we weren't trying. So why take a test? Hello, take tests, guys. If you are doing the natural family planning, do tests because you can't just, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. So anyway, we have sex. <laughs> And that night, I ovulate. That, that night, literally that night, I ovulate. So, oh my goodness, it, it's crazy because I'm like planning for my surgery. Obviously, we wanted a baby. We wanted this baby, but at this time, we were okay with waiting a year. We were 100% okay with waiting one more year. And obviously with the whole crazy 
trying to conceive journey, like it was a fucking journey, guys. Like when I say TTC journey, it really was. Like a lot of people think that that word is weird, uh, but when you're in it, it is, it feels like a fucking marathon that you're running. But anyway, I'm getting ready to have a surgery and calling up surgeons and everything. And then I ovulate. I ovulate five days late. Oh my gosh. It, it hit me like, oh shit. <laughs> he did not pull out. <laughs> I told him not to because we were okay. Yeah, no. So obviously the two week wait comes and I am 10 days before my period. I wasn't even going to test this day. I was going to test the next day. Brayden had left. Victoria was still sleeping and I was like, huh, I just realized I haven't peed yet because obviously first morning urine is great. So I take a test and my first reaction was shock. If you guys have seen on my YouTube channel, Mess of a Nest, definitely go watch that because it kind of encapsulates everything. But my whole feelings in that moment were shock and a little bit of confusion, even though like I knew that that could happen. But I feel like for me, especially with trying to conceive for an entire year, at that point it had been a year. So from May to June. So an entire year, I wasn't getting pregnant. And when you're not getting pregnant, you don't expect it to happen like ever. So, um, I take the test, it comes out positive and I'm just in total shock. My, I feel so guilty about saying this because I have my baby. He's Earthside. He is the most incredible baby ever. Like, he is my whole world. And I feel so guilty about saying this, but, like, my very first word that came out of my mouth was, wait, what? Oh, my God. No. I literally cried no because I was obviously wanting this surgery so bad to get rid of this gallbladder that was causing me issues that can obviously cause sepsis um, and cause other issues such as it bursting and me dying. So I was terrified. Um, you know, we were not planning this at that time. I had become okay with the fact that I was not going to get pregnant um, at least that year. And it was just a lot for me to take in. And I still feel really guilty about that. And I think I want you guys to know that it's okay to not feel joy when you find out you're pregnant. Um, it's a lot of emotions running through your body. Obviously you already have hormones in your body. You just didn't know it yet. Um, and it's crazy. Like the, the timing of it all. Um, God truly works in mysterious ways. I started trying on May 25th of 2018, got pregnant on May 27th of 2019. So that's one year and two days. 
So it's crazy to me. Okay, as I sat down to edit this podcast, um, a lot of it was cut out because of the audio, the audio cut out. So I'm going, just going to start again. As I was saying, it's just so crazy how God works and it's so crazy how your life can be one way and you plan it one way, but it just becomes something else. And it's so crazy that for an entire year we didn't get pregnant and the month that we kind of didn't want to get pregnant, we did. Um, you know, obviously, like, we were at fault, clearly. Like, this is no one's fault. I am so happy to have my little boy, Earthside. His pregnancy was very, very, very difficult. Um, if you guys don't know our story, it's actually up on our YouTube channel, Mess of a Nest. I am an ex-YouTube mom, and I no longer post over there, but I actually vlogged his entire pregnancy from start to finish. So everything over there is from my pregnancy. But um, his pregnancy was hard from the very, very, very beginning. It was completely a different pregnancy than Victoria's was. Victoria's was so, so, so easy. And his was just so, so, so difficult. I got a cervical prolapse um, that caused me to bleed and caused me to be put on pelvic rest and it was just a lot of craziness that happened and it's still so crazy to me like all of this stuff that happened during his pregnancy I had SPD which is essentially where your pelvic bone splits in half um so every single time I would move at all I could literally hear cracking and it was scary it hurt um but Luckily, it did go back after pregnancy. It's just caused by the hormones because your body releases relaxin when you are pregnant and some people's bodies just release too much relaxin, which causes SPD. So anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of all how I found out that I was pregnant with him and his TTC journey. It's just so crazy that in one year, our life, like 2019, I can truly say was one of the hardest years of my life. Um, and part of 2018, um, you know, cause we were trying, but 2019 was so hard. And yes, for anyone asking, I do have my gallbladder out. I actually got that out three weeks after I gave birth. So I went under the knife three weeks after I gave birth, which is so crazy. I mean, you can't even go back to exercise at that point. So it's just kind of crazy how everything works. Actually, I didn't have another gallbladder attack after six weeks pregnant, which is honestly unheard of. Um, usually people find out that they have gallstones during their pregnancy and my doctors actually think that I got my gallstones during my daughter's pregnancy. So it's very common to have gallstones and gallbladder attacks when you're pregnant and for some reason mine just went away. <laughs> I didn't have another gallbladder attack. I could eat normally, which is so crazy. I just, it's still so crazy to me how everything just kind of like panned out. 
But yeah, his entire TTC journey was truly the hardest year of my entire life. I can say that without a doubt. It was one of the most heartbreaking years. It was, it was just so hard, but then we found out we were pregnant and it only took me about 24 hours to be like, I am so excited. And so if you are going through an unplanned pregnancy, just know that it's not going to stay that way. It's not going to be scary all the time. Um, and you can fucking do it. <laughs> um, I, I did it. And it's so crazy because I always say that our pregnancy was planned but unplanned. And people get really confused at that. Like, how can you plan but unplan? And it's it's crazy, our story, because, you know, I had health issues and I needed my gallbladder out. But obviously God had other plans. Um, and truly, I didn't believe in God until... I was pregnant with him. It's crazy the timing of it. And anyway, that's kind of our entire TTC journey. I just want to send baby dust to every single person who is TTC right now. You deserve that baby. You are going to get that baby. And I love you guys so much. Like, even though I'm not TTC at the moment, I still consider myself a part of the TTC community. Just because you guys have been so amazing over the past two years, three years actually. Um, and it's just, it's so crazy. But yeah, I think this is where I'm going to end today's podcast. Um, I really don't remember what I said for the last 10 minutes of this podcast that got deleted. Um, the file was just corrupt and I have no idea what happened. So here is that story for you guys. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I will see you over here next Monday for Mind Your Own Motherhood Monday. Bye guys.